No Junk Mail presents the Country Dog Show Archive, read to you by James R. Von Felt. Well, hello, welcome, welcome. Come sit a spell. Haven't seen you around these parts for a while. How are the kids? That's about how it goes this time of year. Lots of visitors walking around town, just looking things over and visiting when they can. It's not a very big town. You can walk it in about an hour, all the streets and back again. Only two roads are paved. Main, which is the east-west highway, and the north-south main street. I know, I know, two main streets are crazy, but that's the way it is, and nobody wants to change it. So, if you're at the corner of Main and Main, you'll see the town hall fire station. It's also the intersection that collapsed. Talked about that in the Big Dig podcast. Across the street is B&B, the local company that keeps everybody's propane tanks full in the winter. The old bank building is across the street. Of course, it's not a bank anymore. It was the town hall for a while. Then a very small grocery store. They didn't make it. Now it's empty. It's on the corner of our famous park. In our area, this is the time when farm girls and boys tie the knot. The hard work of planting is long over. Corn and beans are maturing in the field. The follow-up work and chores are mostly done. Machinery's been refurbished in anticipation of the harvest to come. Now there's a waiting spell. Perfect timing for a wedding and short honeymoon. Last week, Jason and Ella May were launched on the Sea of Matrimony. Sometimes the weddings are held in the park pavilion. In summer, the park is the center of town. That's where most all the fun, visiting, and get-togethers happen. The kids know the park intimately. Swings, monkey bars, ball diamond, baseball court, lots of room to run and play. The adults know the pavilion. It's serving room for lunches and dinners, a place to sit in the shade, eat and chat. When the pavilion is used for reunions, it's also an open invitation to drop by and chat, which is usually what happens. So this is the time of year we call the doldrums, and the park is the centerpiece. As I said, doldrums is the time between summer and harvest, a time that hesitates a bit between the hot, hard labor of the spring farming and the rush to harvest activities. The weather begins to break, the trees start changing colors, anticipation is in the air. It's a perfect time for something different. Last year, Ole Olson had the bright idea of having a dog show. What he intended was to bring his friends and their hound dogs together for an evening of conversation and libation at the pavilion. He put the word out at the gas and grill made a small handmade sign, stuck it in the dirt by the road in front of the park. Well, Anna Bailey got wind of it and took over. You know Anna. She's energetic and an organizer extraordinary. If you want an event to succeed, you involve Anna. 
a vision emerged, a plan was created, and the first annual country dog show was invented. Assistants were found and assigned tasks, anywhere from hiring an expert judge to printing and distributing the announcements. Within a week, all they had lost control and couldn't recognize the event at all. On the other hand, an organization with a goal and a staff of faithful volunteers had been created, and they had momentum. It was exciting. Nothing like this had ever been held at the pavilion or in our county. The timing was perfect. Harold Ickes from Centerville was hired as judge. Harold had been judge of dog shows in Chicago, though that had been quite a few years ago. It was rumored that Jason Hoke, the famous dog show judge, was his distant cousin. Gary Fuller collected the interest fees. Donald Beale was given the task of placing the dogs into classes to compete. Becky Hilbert was trophy and events chairman. Even Danny, our mayor, was involved. His wife, Evelyn, was in charge of getting the park in shape for the show. Bleachers from the ball diamond had to be moved and set up again. Arenas had to be erected so the dogs could strut their stuff. Grass had to be mowed to a certain level, and on and on the details went. Now, it was impossible to anticipate the flood of dogs that would show up. It seems that all kinds, colors, and sizes of dogs were drafted by their owners into the dog show. Then came the big day. Cars filled up the parking lot on Mill Street before 8 o'clock in the morning. Most just showed up with Fido on a leash. The plan was to get the dogs registered by 10 o'clock, but they just kept coming. A frantic call went out to our volunteer fire department to handle traffic. That helped, but soon they needed help. Police Chief Sean Armstrong sent four deputies from Bloomfield. The start of the dog show was delayed till 1 o'clock. Vicky over at the Gas and Grill, said she had never seen such a crowd. They were swamped all day long. Four show arenas were set up in the ball field using orange snow fencing. Donald sorted and resorted the different dogs into groups he thought would be fair to compete. Mr. Ickes delegated emergency judicial authority to four assistants, he taught them how to score the dogs. It was a crash program. The grand scheme was to sort the dogs into classes. Each group was assigned to one of the arenas. Each arena would come up with a winning dog as semi-finalist. A judge and an assistant were assigned to each arena. According to the plan, the semi-finalist would do a final show in the main arena, which was set up in front of the bleachers. Everyone could then watch the semifinalists strut their stuff one more time. Mr. Ickes would select the big winner. It was chaotic to begin with, but the dog owners were having fun and helping the judges. Becky said that she could tell a few had been through this drill before. 
However, some dogs were more interested in sniffing than strutting around the arena. Fun was being had by all. It was four o'clock before the semifinalists were chosen. The semifinalists were Tara, the hairless Chihuahua, Roger, the Great Dane, Chewy, the Border Collie, Bebop, the Black Lab, and Happy, the Coon Dog. Bebop and Happy came from Elmer's arena. He couldn't make up his mind between the two, so both were nominated as semi-finalists. When the semi-finalists were all done with their judging, everyone moved over to the main arena. There wasn't enough room on the bleachers for everybody, so spectators stood to both sides. Also, the dog owners gathered close to watch, bringing their dogs in tow. The final strut of semi-finalists began. Tora, the short-haired chihuahua, went first and did a passable job of trotting in front of Mac all the way around the runway, though being as short as she is, had to hop a few times to get through the high grass. She got a big hand at the end. Mac took his hat off to the crowd. Happy was the favorite of the hunters in the crowd. When he and Elmer finished his trek around the arena, he sat down, raised his head, and let out a coon call to delight of all. Larry McMain's border collie, Chewy, was an instant favorite. He was just flat out a beautiful dog with an easy gait around the arena. His admirers stood and yelled and clapped to show their appreciation for him. One by one, the semi-finalists did their thing. The dogs seemed to know what to do and did it. The show was going good. Everyone was enjoying themselves. Everyone in town knows Bebop, Bill Beisel's dog. Occasionally, he gets out of the fenced yard and goes visiting. He's amiable, calm, and easygoing. When Bebop and Bill finished his strut around the arena, he paused a bit, then looking straight at the people on the bleachers, squatted and unloaded. The crowd roared in surprise and amid calls such as, boy, job well done, they gave him a standing ovation. Bill's face was red as a beat. Deputy Mooney lined up to take the final stroll with Roger the Great Dane. It was a flawless performance. Roger posed at the end of the walk so as to say, Take my picture now. When the applause died down, everything became quiet. Things were getting serious. The assistants helped the finalists line up in front of the bleachers. It was time to compare notes, name the winner, and runner-up. The excitement was building. The dog owners were holding their breaths. Now, at this point, I've got to tell you a bit about Sidney. Sid is an unusual German schnauzer. Officially, he's Grandma Laurel's dog, but doesn't know it. Thinks he's the boss over there, and for the most part, acts like it. 
In our town, there's an ordinance that declares that dogs must be on a leash or kept in a fence and are not to run around town. Sid never got the message. When Grandma Laurel let Sid out to do his thing in the fenced backyard, as many times as not, he jumps off the back porch and starts his trek around town. This is his town, and every dog knows it. Cat, too. For a small dog, he is absolutely fearless and is known to terrorize dogs that are just wandering around town. Well, you guessed it, Sid got out of the house about the time the judges were putting their heads together. Sensing adventure and perhaps a challenge, he headed directly to the park, which was one short block away. The five finalists were lined up in front of the bleachers with their owners awaiting the announcement of the winner. Without warning, Sid attacked. He zeroed in on Roger, who promptly broke loose and leapt to the top level of the bleachers, pushing several people off in the process. Chewy, Happy, and Tora, in a hurry to get out of Sid's way, got lashes tangled and wrapped around their owners, who were frantically trying to sort them out. Bebop just sat there watching all the excitement. Like a kamikaze pilot, Sid darted directly into the groups of dogs, which by now were barking, jumping, twisting furiously to get free of their leashes. Some were running away as fast as they could go. Sid shot here, then there, scattering one group of dogs after the other. It was a disaster at precisely the wrong moment. The dogs were barking, wailing, and crying. People were climbing over each other, trying to get off the bleachers and out of the way. Dog owners were running to catch their dogs. And then, as quickly as it happened, Sid disappeared. The moment had passed. Chaos reigned. Massed hysteria was everywhere. The show was over. No trophies were awarded. The first annual county dog show never recovered. Owners finally corralled their dogs and proceeded to their cars, slowly leaving. Later that evening, Frosty said he thought he saw Sid sitting on Grandma Laurel's front porch, smiling. So that's it for now. From where the corn grows tall and pigs fly, take care, all my love, Grandpa Jim.